Hi class, in an effort to flip the classroom this semester, we are having lectures recorded and posted here for you to listen at your leisure before the Tuesday of each week. So we are starting with lecture two because lecture one income after college graduation as a social media manager, they would have said, a what? (laughs) I'm 28 years old. And 10 years ago, when I was graduating high school, LinkedIn was only eight years old. Facebook had been around for about six years. YouTube was around for about five years. Twitter, four years. Instagram and Pinterest were just launching that year in 2010. And other platforms like Snapchat, TikTok, and its ancestors, Vine and Musical.ly, Discord and Twitch were all non-existent. I probably have an old MySpace somewhere. I remember logging into AOL chat and long before Google became the search engine choice for nearly everyone, I remember using Yahoo and Ask Jeeves. In fact, I didn't even have my first smartphone until I was a sophomore in college. I do remember when Facebook became widely available and not just available to college students with a .edu email address. I remember, like I said in class, poking friends and throwing sheep in its earliest versions. I remember posting entire conversations on walls because Facebook Messenger wasn't much of an option yet. I think the advantage I had as a young person when all of these platforms began popping up year after year is I was able to adopt the languages and cultures of each platform as they were invented. Now they seem to pop up faster and faster and sometimes springing to popularity overnight while simultaneously facing extinction by government regulations or public outrage. There has been a lot of change in the last decade, and I don't imagine the change will slow down anytime soon. One of the first things I want us to explore as we start this course is what job opportunities may await you after graduation. Job titles may change, your approach to social media will definitely change, but I think we can be comfortable knowing that there are strategies we can learn to keep us agile and prepare us for a career in this field if you choose to pursue it. So I used to talk a lot about jobs and social media at the end of the semester, and it's in that moment many students would experience their first like, aha, that's why we did this assignment, or I might actually be interested in doing something this as a side job while I go to grad school, which is a direct quote from one of my previous students. So rather than bringing it up all at the end, I want to lay out all the potential opportunities you have in front of you after taking this course in the beginning. So you may be able to see the value in all that we work on as we start rather than as we conclude. It's important to start with the job titles. This will likely change or evolve over the next several years. But recently, there was a job posting in Tulsa for a director of social media, which I found fascinating because until recently, social media was an add-on task for someone on the communication team. Then it evolved into a social media manager, and now we have social media directors who I assume are organizing the task of an entire department of social media specialist or someone doing something of that sort. So you can find jobs as a social media contractor, a social media consultant, a social media marketer, a social media specialist, a social media manager, and maybe even a director, which would be somebody who oversees many people in a social media department. 
the salaries will range wildly. So you can't expect to know precisely what you would get paid in this field. But if you're not a contractor, your salary can range from 30000 to probably about 60000 in the Tulsa market. The difference between the lower end of the spectrum to the higher end of the spectrum is largely based on work experience, the size of the company you're working for, whether or not you're managing anyone else, or if you have additional tasks. Hourly, this range could be anywhere from about $15 to $30 an hour. If you're a contractor which means you do work for an organization, but they haven't hired you as a W-2 employee. Then the next question is, well, how much should you charge to do this type of work for someone? Contracts are what you'll use if you're going to do work for clients, kind of like what we're doing this class, and manage your own social media consulting business. Contracts can also vary greatly depending on your experience, the industry you are in, and what you plan on delivering to the client. There are three ways you could charge a client for this type of work. The first is hourly, where you can expect to earn anywhere from $18 to $40 an hour to do this type of work. Then you can have a flat project rate, which varies based on the scope of work. And finally, you can have a monthly retainer fee with the agreed upon scope of monthly work. So let's first look at hourly. First, let's look at hourly. Whenever we're looking at anything from $12 to $20 an hour, that range might be something you would expect as a novice manager with maybe a year or two of experience. There are firms and other professionals who charge much more. Some companies can pay upward of $100 per hour for social media consulting services. However, at that point, you're providing some complicated content, impressive results, and usually specific data research that often requires expensive software. I'm not the fondest of hourly work personally, mostly because once you tie yourself to hours, your growth in the consulting business is combined by the number of hours in a day and in a week. At some point, the value you have to offer your client isn't your time, it's your expertise. So it might be better to choose a different pricing structure that reflects what you are offering them. Next, uh, we can talk about the project rate. The project rate might be best for a short-term relationship with a client. You might simply be helping them launch onto a new platform or help their marketing team define the right strategy they need for the next quarter, six months, or a year. One-off projects are often rare, but I have found that they're useful to use in conjunction with a monthly rate. So maybe they need you to produce a short video series for YouTube, which isn't your normal Uh, work that you do for them to find in your contract. At that point, you might charge them $1,200 to shoot and produce three one-minute videos. It's really hard to put a range on a project rate because some projects might be an additional $200 to do some sort of special photo shoot or maybe an additional $5,000 to create an entire social media marketing strategy and execute it for a special event. And finally, I'm going to cover my favorite pricing strategy, which is a monthly rate. Using this pricing plan, you can outline the scope of work you will do for them each month for a flat fee. It might be that you're paid $800 per platform for a company, and then on each platform, you have a specific number of posts and stories that you agree to make and specific goals that you plan on achieving. At the end of the month, you can report both your work and your results to the client. Ideally, this contract is anywhere between three months and a year. 
In D2L, you'll have an example of what one of these contracts might look like. We'll also discuss contracts more in depth when we make it to social media law. I have found that with three to five quality clients, I can make a full-time job out of social media management along with a comfortable living income. So if you have the job, what are your tasks? Now we're going to talk about what you need to be comfortable doing to be a successful social media manager or a consultant who has a social media business. Social media managers do a variety of tasks, which can vary from photography and video to blogging and podcasting. We're going to learn several skills in this class and and look at what is and isn't a quality social media post. And as social media manager, you need to be comfortable completing tasks such as researching ideas and designing a strategy, conducting competitor research, gaining insights from analytics, finding free photos and taking photos, creating basic social media graphics, creating and shooting video, scheduling posts on various platforms, writing compelling content, creating social media advertisements, monitoring and reporting ROI, and potentially basic website design. If I were to nail down the most critical skills, it would be research and understanding analytics, graphic design, photography, videography, and content writing. Those are the skills you need for the basic foundation uh, to have a successful career in social media management. Now let's talk about your deliverables. When you do have a client or you're hired as a social media manager for an organization, There are things you are expected to deliver, the most obvious being social media calendar with content images, graphics, and videos that you plan on sharing on their platforms. Other things you might deliver could be a follower persona, outlining the target audience for each platform, a three-month strategy complete with goals and SWOT analysis, and a review of what is and isn't working. You might even be asked to conduct a photo shoot, produce video, write a blog, or create a podcast. Some of these deliverables will be wrapped up in your salary or your contractor fee. Other times they might hire you for that one-time project that they, they pay you extra to do, such as a photo shoot or producing video. If you're working on a team, you might have to communicate what types of photos or videos you need people to complete or You might have to discuss your ideas with a graphic designer. You might need to create everything several days or weeks in advance to get approval from a boss or a client. In this class, your client is going to receive a target follower persona, which includes you researching the type of people who engage the most with your client's brand, an outline of the goals for the next next quarter, as well as a SWOT analysis, a posting strategy and workflow, an overview of the top performing and lowest performing posts on their platform, the budget outline and advertising opportunities, and an idea book, which you will present to the client at the end of the semester. Finally, let's cover choosing a niche. One thing to consider when you plan to become a social media manager is choosing an industry or field you are passionate about or knowledgeable in. When I was managing social, I did calendars for a variety of businesses because I liked variety. That meant I worked for a few cleaning companies, a plumber, a realtor, an asphalt company, a credit union, and a brew pub, to name just a few. I love learning, and I felt like every week I got to learn something new, from prepping a home's plumbing for the winter months to tips and tricks for getting tough stains out of the carpet. 
I personally like small and local businesses because I find their content to be engaging and unique. However, maybe you want to target the health industry or potential oil and gas companies. Maybe you want to focus on helping nonprofits so you become specialized in getting organizations approved on social media to receive donations and get the Google's AdWord grant. There is an endless list of companies in need of social media services, and you can start targeting those companies now. I think this is a good time for us to quickly just talk about managing your own social accounts. I personally kind of fall short on this. I don't spend a lot of time curating perfect content for my social media. I feel like I work in social media every day, and so I I have little motivation to do it for myself. But it's important to remember that your portfolio often starts with your own social presence. Make sure that you're intentional with the types of information you share on social media because employers and clients will go there to learn about what skills you may have as well as what type of person you may be. So be cognizant of the persona you project onto your own social media. Imagine having a terrible social media account and asking a company to hire you as their social media manager. They may be hesitant to hire someone who doesn't take the time to manage their own social media, much less theirs. Besides, your social media should always show what's best about you, because regardless of the job prospects you are pursuing, employers will look and make a judgment of whether you are or are not a good person for their team. So it's time for you to get your first client so you can start your portfolio work, which is the purpose of this semester. I encourage you to track the success you have this semester to help propel you into your next job or to help you land your first client. Capture any success statistics, save your work, and describe the change you created on the platforms you helped manage. In lecture three, we are going to be talking about objectives and SWOT analysis as it relates to social media platforms. See you there.